welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friends and co-hosts, Angie and Clint. And today, we are talking about changing our minds as a spiritual discipline, right? Yes. All right. I'm going to kick it to Angie because this was her topic she wanted to discuss today. Yeah. So I think part of, uh, people talk about how there's been so much conflict over the last year and a half. Um, you know, we've been faced with so many things and I think part of the problem that we have going right now is that people have a, a resistance to changing their mind Mm. that they, they make a decision on what their beliefs are and they kind of plant a flag in that belief. And no matter what evidence or argument or whatever comes their way, they're unwilling to see another side or change their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that in myself. Oh, same. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I, I thought I've been thinking a lot about how my views of the world, my views of God have evolved over the last 15, 17 years. Um, you know, since I started to become a Christian mm-hmm. and how much that has changed and where have I not been willing to change my mind about things? Um, so I, I don't know. I'm intrigued by the idea that we hold on to what we believe so firmly that we don't leave room for the Holy spirit to mold us the way that God desires us to be molded. Mm. That's good. That's a good framework to work with is looking at, um, I guess how much we've changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything we're unwilling to change right now? Maybe that I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if I have an answer for that. Um, and then just why is there this tendency that we have to hold on to ideas um, that may or may not be wrong? You know. Right. Yeah. Right. And and how do we balance? Or I don't even know the balance is the right word, but how do we? allow ourselves not to adhere to ideology Mm. or religious doctrine and instead allow God to God's spirit to evolve within us and change us, um, not based on certain black and white terms. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, today I tend to hold opinions and convictions that I have with an open hand. And what I mean by that is and we talked a little bit about this in the last episode is that I'm willing to have a conversation with anyone at this point. And I'm willing to be persuaded Mm -hmm. of another opinion, but that comes on the heels of not being that way. And in fact, digging my heels in at times on positions that I didn't have a lot of confidence in, but I felt like I needed the confidence. And so I just would, portray this sense of unwillingness to move from this spot, even though deep down I had a lot of insecurity about and confidence of of whether or not this was right with what I was being confronted with. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I, I mean, since my early, you know, like 19 is when you start really understanding how the world works Mm -hmm. um, when you're out in the big wide world for the first time. Right. (laughs) And you know how my, and where, where were you at 19? I was here. You were here. Okay. Mm -hmm. How long have you been here? I've been here for, I mean, since 2001, Washington, Oregon, where were you? Yeah. So I grew up in Oregon Okay. and then after I graduated high school, I graduated a little early and I moved to San Diego and that's where I met my husband. And the, the next year, and y'all met when? 
Sorry, this is not we, trying we to get yourself corrected. We met in the year 2000 on okay. August 12th, 2002. Oh my Mexico. goodness, the date yep. down to the day. Yeah, it was a friend of mine's birthday. So oh, okay. Um, and then I moved to Florida. Uh, when he got out of the Navy, he moved here to go to LSU and I moved to Florida for a little bit cause I had some family there and then I moved here. Okay. And that's all she wrote. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, the first year of my adulthood, I lived in three different States, four different wow. States. Yeah. Wow. Um, and a long way from yeah. Oregon. Yeah. yeah. I was independent. Still, uh, you still yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I like to fly free. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so early on, you know, my perspective of the world started to change pretty rapidly because I was exposing myself to so many different areas of the country. Uh, and I had to change my mind on a lot of things that I'd grown up with mm. believing. Uh, one of them being changing my mind about who God was. Uh, what was it previously? So because I had grown up with no religion or church okay, whatsoever, that's what I was trying to get at. Um, uh, you know, most of my ideas of some kind of creator came from what I saw on TV or movies. I, I had one devotion Like there may book. be a guy in the sky, but I'm not particularly devoted to him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah like probably closer to agnostic where like I believe mm -hmm. that there's something because I believed in... in I always believe, I guess I was probably more of a mystic. Like I believed in spiritual things. Uh -huh. I, I really did. Um, I saw the possibility of there's something else, but didn't quite have a name for it. In fact, I remember somebody asking me, um, if I were to choose a religion, what would I choose? And I said, uh, Catholicism, because they worship a woman. <laughs> Careful. Careful. The, but to an outside Careful. person that doesn't understand. Okay, there we it, go. There's yeah, the caveat. I, that, yeah. That's how I perceived it. That's the only thing I, all I saw were Mary statues and rosaries. Uh -huh. So that's what it appeared to me. Yeah, you'll get no, they'll get no sympathy from two Baptists right here. That Hey, I like funny. Mary. Yeah. Mary's cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like I had to change my mind on how I understood the world. And then in, when you're, you know, a baby Christian, you start to understand what your faith, what your faith doctrine believes. Mm -hmm. This is what it states that we believe together. And then eventually like you do those things and you go, well, wait, do I believe those things? Mm. And you start have to evaluating church doctrine. Do I right. believe the same things as my church? Um, so I, I, I've gotten to the point now where I exercise extreme caution and certainty. Extreme caution in certainty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That I, 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 I exercise extreme caution when I say I am certain that mm. this is true. Yeah. Uh, there's, there, I would imagine there's few things you hold on to in that way now. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm just taking it all in. Right. I, uh, Clint doesn't change his mind. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, I can, I can, yeah. uh, not confess. What am I looking for? I can, uh, I don't know. Uh, I know that Clint right. has changed his yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, cause we've gone through similar, I mean, uh, I don't even stuff. know necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we're going through similar changes in theology. Um, I've certainly changed my mind politically, um, in the last, four years. Um, and so, but for me changing my mind in as a spiritual discipline is less about moving from one belief to another as traveling, like mm. a know, journey. Yeah. Seeing not, as a I'm, journey. Not, I'm not putting up, I'm not putting down roots anywhere mm. other than the gospel. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Right. And 
So I'll say, you know, I'm nomadic in that sense. So like I may end up, this may be where I end up and it may be, I'd never go past a particular view mm-hmm. or, or to a, to another view. I may stop here, but right now this is where I'm at. I don't speak about it in that like absolutist language much anymore. Yeah. I, I think for me, I can recall times arguing about positions where I had very little confidence in them, Yeah, but per, but putting off this sense of, I am very certain that this is true. Mm-hmm. And what it was, I think, now looking back, was a fear of being wrong. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be wrong. And I couldn't even tell you uh, why I was afraid of being wrong. But that's, that's where the fear was. Well, it was it, and we've talked about this in other episodes where we had this, we had this system uh-huh. of belief. Yeah, if this one thing goes, all of it goes. It all goes. It's a house yeah. of cards. Mm-hmm. Straw man theory. Yeah. Well, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was just... And so, but, re, but what, where we're at now is like, you realize you hold probably a, several views that are in tension Shmore, yeah. with each other. And they seem opposed or at least inconsistent. Apparent contradictions. Yeah, and I'm just like, yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, so just to give a background on where Clint and I came from, you know, well, I and I don't, you probably didn't start the same place I did, but mm-hmm. I, I, 10 years ago, I started as just a basic evangelical, mm-hmm. you know, I had a very simple understanding of the faith. I did, I had not read a lot. I certainly had not read through the Bible, had not done really any rigorous study. And then I moved from that to having a Calvinistic soteriology which just means yeah, you should define that. Which just as it it just means as it pertains to salvation. So, um, I think one of the Johns, either Edwards or Owen, he summed it up in this way Pipe, that Piper is Piper. <laughs> that uh, the only thing I brought to my salvation was the sin that made it necessary, and so that's kind of the view I had of salvation probably about um, seven years ago, and then. Uh, kind of with that same thought, I moved to Clint and I both moved to something called 1689 Federalism, which is a Reformed Baptist position. It's um, looking at the Bible as a covenantal structure, and so it's a very systematic approach to looking at the Bible. Very logical outworking of certain texts, and even that was in an effort. Because I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I was raised in Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. And so what I was wanted to do was take what I believed about salvation mm-hmm. in Calvinism. And made it more consistent. And make it Baptist. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Because that was the, that was the church I was in and, and I, or the, the belief system that I grew up in and I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so I found a way, I found a way to marry those things yeah. together. And so... Um, and now where we're at, we're far more sympathetic with a lot of... Lutheran positions. Um, one I'll give specifically is we went from a limited view of the atonement, that is that Christ only died for the elect, to an unlimited view of the atonement. And so when we see scriptures uh, that talk about Jesus dying for the whole for the whole world, we can see those and believe those yeah. and, at, at and face not have, value. Yeah, and not have to. Whereas before, we would have said, around. well, it says world, but it doesn't really mean world. The world was so small for them at yeah, that point. It, right. We would say it means all types of people, which it certainly does, yeah. but it also means every single And the example person. I would always give is like, look, if I go into a lunchroom and I says, hey, everybody, let's let's all go get uh, ice cream. And my, I would 
work that out. Say, do I mean every single person in the lunchroom, or well, do I mean my little say it, or do I mean my little friends, right. my little friend group I was right. in? Right. You better mean that if you say like if you didn't bring enough to share with everybody. <laughs> if you don't, if you say drinks on the house, you better mean that you're paying for everyone. Yeah, I don't mean right. just the three people with me. But see, so now, so me changing my positions all this time has really been centered around conversations with people. Um, yeah. Like we talked about last relationships, week, yeah. relationships. Um, and ultimately what brought about this most recent change is getting real tired of looking at texts and explaining them away mm. in scripture, looking at texts in scripture and explaining them away. I, I needed a framework that allowed for mystery and paradox um, because in my previous framework, I, I was very uncomfortable with not knowing something and I've found a far more willingness and comfortability with not knowing things. Mm -hmm. And, and the things I know, the things I find important now are the gospel Mm -hmm. that Christ died for all men, all mankind. Um, that's say, man, you could, you cut it off at (laughs) men, what mankind. (laughs) Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at now. And that's what, Looking back on the last 10 years, my wife has gone through like <laughs> theological whiplash. Yeah. Um, so that's one reason and why in which I hold the opinions I hold with such an open hand mm-hmm. because I realize I have changed a lot over time. And I find that people who hold their beliefs with open hands um, are far more humble. Mm. Uh, like those are the people I learn from the most because they're not attached to their belief in a way, in a way that limits conversation. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and I know when I converse with people like that, it's not going to be a one way street, right? It's going to, there's going to be some give and take. Yes. They're going to, they're far more, when I converse with people like that, they are usually far more willing to seek to understand what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of inviting the Holy spirit into those conversations that we're, when we, try to practice changing our mind as a spiritual discipline. It's about pursuing the Holy spirit Mm. and a seek understanding first mentality. Um, and, and I think that requires a lot of humility that is, you know, a gift of the Holy spirit. Yeah. So you're saying the goal of changing our minds at times is actually to be in step with the spirit and closer in communion with, with the one true God. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. And that, because I think when, when I think of changing my mind, there is a, still a little bit of fear there of like not wanting to admit I was wrong. And maybe the fear for me is um, believing I'm very close with God and having to come to an understanding of maybe I'm not as close as I thought I was. Mm. And see, my, my stake in things, when I find myself like holding on to something uh-huh. and I'll like, ha- cause at my instinct, it's not so much fear base. It's I want to win. <laughs> right. So like I'll, I'll find myself. I'll arguing. be wrong as long as I can win. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So like I'll find myself arguing something where I have to kind of catch myself. Why are you arguing this? Mm. Do you even believe what you're saying right now? Or are you just trying to win? Yeah. And I have to like really talk myself down and then start listening to the other person. Cause it might, I might find that I agree with them more than I thought I would if mm. I'm willing to lose the argument. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. So I'm just taking it all <laughs> in, man. I mean, this, like the topic itself and just discussing it uh, in, with, in my own mind uh, for the last few days, I'm, I thought like, man, I've changed my mind a lot mm. recently. 
like very recently. And um, I've, you know, I've kind of been resolved to just always be willing to do that. Like always, like even when it comes to, I would say like the things that I hold with a white knuckle grip to be like, to be true and to really not waver on them is, is like things that can, that are confessed in like the apostles creed, Mm -hmm. like that there is one God, God, the father almighty and Jesus, the son and the Holy spirit. And these are one God, not three and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And those sorts of things and who Jesus is, that he was fully human, fully I hold these things to be true. But it doesn't mean that I can't listen to somebody else who doesn't believe those things or even somebody who maybe believes them but doesn't believe them with the certainty that I do. Mm. Mm. It has some questions about it. Yeah, but says, you know what, I I believe that. But I can't Mm. tell you why. And I can't tell you, like, I would say I believe those things because I've read my Bible. I see it testified throughout all of the scriptures. There's good evidence for mm-hmm. me to believe those things. But I also believe them by faith. Like, that's the bare um, bones. But there's some people that it's like, man, I only believe that by faith because I don't have the understanding or I haven't been a Christian long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see the simplicity with which somebody like that believes has made me okay more okay with changing wh- what I believe about certain things. Yeah, for me, it, I, I I like how Angie framed it. That if I want if I want to grow closer to God, and I do, that will involve changing my minds at, at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because think about how silly it, it is to go into thinking that I want to be closer to someone, but I already know everything I need to know about. Them. <laughs> right. Like, think about, like, if you viewed any other relationship in your life like that. Right. Like, I really want to be closer to my wife, but I already know everything about her that I need to know. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that, you won't go, you won't get closer. Yeah. Because that person can't tell you or teach you or tell you anything about them that you don't already know. Well, and that person should also continue to grow and Mm -hmm. evolve and change. And so we're always getting to know newer versions of each other. Yeah, that's a good way to frame it. And, and, And there's, and God is infinite. Right. Right. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't change, right. but he's infinite. Yeah. And so there's yeah, always, exactly. yeah. so there's something for me to know about his character and, and his nature and all these things. So every time, and that's why I read the Bible from, you know, all the way through all the time or try to is I want to see something in Genesis that I didn't see last time I read it, which happens every time, every for me. single time. Yeah. You know, and it's not that it's not that I read the same verse and something else pops out, but it'll be another verse. That I'm like, Sometimes ah. it's that way for me. Yeah, and so um, you got you just you have to be open to those sorts of of um, you know maybe not this ain't the right word, but those types of sorts of revelation from from God. Mm-hmm. That oh, yeah. that sort of um, that changing of the mind, yeah, on, on things and not hold everything so closely. Yeah. I had to change my mind about what it was like to hang out with a couple of Baptists. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we joked, we joked before the, before the recording that Angela, uh, had the mindset. Now I'm not saying you did as we joked no. about this, about how all Baptists are a-holes. <laughs> and then we said, then she met me and Zach and, and I was, uh, it the was opinion true. stayed the same <laughs> right. because we're not as Baptist as most people, as most Baptists. So, that's all right. Funny. Well, very good. And that's what we want to do today. We want to be willing to change our minds in order to go grow closer to God. And until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace.